Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Even though it is not even March, the Super Bowl has just passed. It's 2023 fantasy football season. The big board on underdog and the early drafters championship is are available for us to draft crazy sicko 2023 NFL best ball tournaments already. I, Eric Beinfor and Rob Coakley are going to walk through our very early takes, hot takes, cold takes, takes about how to attack these 2023 early tournaments, what we can do to get an edge maybe some players to target, and then we're going to hop in a big board draft on Underdog to start getting the 2023 draft streams underway. I missed the rocket ship. I'm so glad we're back and we're getting rocket ships again and that we're starting drafting on stream on february 21st 2023 <laughs> pumped no i actually have excited about it i i am too i am too uh it's been fun to get back into i i love just the the kind of getting started process almost of a fantasy football season like because you you go in mm-hmm. and i don't know about you how, how do you get started with like your entire process i like to just like dive into a few drafts and just kind of like no rankings no real no research whatever and just like start to because i feel like it it helps you figure out what you actually like and like it's everybody can sit back and say oh i'm gonna create these rankings i like this guy over this guy but i feel like putting yourself on the clock and making yourself construct teams even though you don't necessarily know the adp or have all your thoughts fleshed out helps and then and then now i'm in the point of okay i did a little bit let's Let's now start to flesh out those thoughts, put together those rankings and all that kind of stuff. And it does kind of start to get you excited, you know, and at this point in the year, I mean, you can talk yourself into just about anybody, right? (laughs) There's Mm -hmm. free agents, there's rookies. We don't know, you know, we don't know where half the quarterbacks are even going to be playing or, or if they're going to be playing. And so there's, there's a lot to kind of dig into. So I mean, I think it does make this, even though it's February and it feels crazy to say, it does make this part of the year pretty fun um, to kind of start to put together teams. 
Well, it's the ultimate reset too. And we're going to do this every year because, you know, come August, hell for us, probably come June, we are going to be so accustomed to the draft board and you can throw out a name, right? And last year I could say uh, Robert Woods, right? And you could tell me <laughs> where he was getting drafted, round 12, right? Like, or whatever it was. You could just throw out any name at that point, and we knew. So this is a full reset every year where now we have to look and see who's going where. It's uncomfortable, but a fun uncomfortable because now you get to figure out what you're doing. It's also uncomfortable for the reasons you said. We don't. The running backs right now, to me, are the biggest question mark based on how many are free agents and not knowing where they're going to land. Um, so I think you can find some extreme values at that point from the few drafts that I've done. So there's a lot of unquestions there. There's a lot of unquestions with rookies where they're going to go. You can get some value on those guys right now. It's going to be the same year after year. And we're seeing the boards evolving. You see Travis Kelsey in the first round, and then you see Mark Andrews like rounds and rounds past him as the tight end too. So there's a lot, there's a lot to do, but yes, for me, it's jumping into a draft, just, getting your hands a little dirty with the draft process, seeing where people are going and then searching out rankings and stuff and seeing if you can find any clear um, values throughout these guys and personal values too. Like it doesn't just have to be some rankings that you find. You might be higher on some guys than other people. I yeah. saw somebody touting freaking. Um, oh my God. Who's the guy that went to the Rams last year that was going in like the fourth or fifth round. Allen Robinson. Oh, yeah. like, like I saw someone say, don't forget to leave your draft with Allen Robinson in the 17th or 18th round. And I'm just like, bro, I'm not doing that again. I, I'm just not doing it. So kudos to you. If you're going to draft Allen Robinson at a high clip, he's going to be a real own guy for me. I think his time's done. I think we've proven that factor. Um, but yeah, you're going to see these, you're going to see these tweets. You're going to see these stuff and it's, you're going to come down on that side of it sometimes. Sometimes you're going to come down on our side where we're like, fuck Alan Robinson. <laughs> That's such a funny name to bring up because so I, I polished up the first set of 2023 rankings last night, posted them on, on the site. You can go to spikeweek.com. They're 100% free. Uh, it will not always be 100% free, but if you're, if you're on the sicko level that, that we are drafting these teams in February, I figure we can just, we can all be on the same page because honestly, <laughs> these are all going to change, you know, the draft and free agency. It's all going to change so much. It's totally fine that they're out there for people to see, but wide receiver, you know, is like, th there's probably a bunch of wide receivers. I, I, I ranked a hundred and wide receivers, a hundred wide, wide receivers, because I rank 250 total players and it mm -hmm. kind of generally works out to somewhere around a hundred wide receivers that I have to rank. Allen Robinson is number 89 <laughs> out yeah. of all the wide receivers. Just behind Adam Thielen, just the, just the head of a bunch of you know rookies that are probably going to go really late in the NFL draft. He's basically worthless um, to me, but like you said, that reset, he's a good name to bring up where it's like you do have to reset yourself. Somebody in the Discord today brought up like ceh like oh is ceh undervalued and it's like i'm not i'm like i understand the point that you're making like okay maybe mckinnon's gone or whatever but like i'm not fucking touching that guy like I, I, there's no reason for me to, to to draft that guy there's a ton of exciting names that don't have the super limited upside to in my opinion that i can you know if i'm gonna if i'm gonna piss away some money in february i don't want it to be on Allen robinson and yeah clyde, clyde edwards a but i was just gonna add that um 
kind of similar to a lot of the things you are you are outlining, but around the running backs position specifically, it's well, it's always my biggest struggle because I don't ever want to click any of them. But this year is tough because mm-hmm. <clears throat> we have this. We've talked a little bit about this. We talked so much about the onesie positions like leading into this draft cycle that I actually don't feel that uncomfortable at the maybe that's just me. I don't feel that uncomfortable at quarterback and tight end at running back. It's not that I feel uncomfortable, but it's that I don't really know how to handle the kind of overall landscape of ADP. Let's call it in the first eight to 10 rounds, because you have all of these guys who I came into the year saying like, I'm not drafting any of these guys, right? We are in this total transition at the running back position in fantasy football. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, even these first round picks, CMC, Eckler is is not young and Eckler has his own potential concerns, like not as a football player or whatever. CMC was like playing like 60 percent of the snaps when <laughs> when Eli Mitchell was healthy, like I have concern and he's not a total spring chicken. Like I, I, I have concerns about everyone up and down the board that we've been drafting. For so many years, Joe Mixon, Alvin Kamara, God knows what's going to happen with him now with his legal troubles on top of the fact that he's aging and the Saints are kind of a shit show. Dalvin Cook, Zeke is totally washed and done, right? Uh, Derrick Henry is nearly my age. Like, uh, you know, there's there's just so many of these guys that were just first round picks every year or second round picks every year. Easy, right? I mean, Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones is the one guy who's probably continued to be just about as good of an actual real life football player for even now in his, what is he 30 or something like that? Even at his age. Uh, But it's like, well, Aaron Rodgers is gone. Now it's Jordan love. Like what, but like in general, not in totality, but in general, a lot of these guys are, you know, being discounted. We're not the only ones that are like, uh, yeah, I don't want to draft Dalvin cook. You know, he goes in the fifties or whatever of, of ADP. And it's like, I still don't like them there. And like when I did my rankings, I still don't really like most of those aging guys, but it is this mind fuck because the guys you would then expect to like, you're like, okay, if you don't like Dalvin and such, you got to like the next wave. And I'm like, who the fuck Ooh. is wait? <laughs> yeah. Like we would say Reese, Javante, right? Yeah. We would be we thought we would be saying those guys. Well, those two guys got hurt. Yeah. Some of these other guys didn't necessarily step up. And of course we have Bijan, which is nice. And and maybe Jameer Gibbs is in that bucket. But then we have this after those two guys at the rookie running back position, it's just like this. They're all the same to me, you know, with varying levels from Charbonnet to to Spears and Shane. Oh, Kendra Miller goes in the 200s. He's one of my favorite running backs. It's like, but they're all so similar that I, I really am kind of struggling. You know, I, I want to go zero running back all the time. That's just how I like to draft, blah, blah, blah. But I am sort of struggling with the running back landscape, whereas I actually feel kind of comfortable at the other three three positions. Yeah, the running back spot has been real interesting. And some of those names that you're talking about, it's like, do I want to draft them? No, but when they're going in the fifth round, like, so for example, of all those names you brought up, I don't love Dalvin Cook. I don't want Dalvin Cook, but now that he's going where he's going, if I'm already stacking up at wide receiver and missing out on a quarterback and I'm pushing tight end, I don't know, a fifth round Dalvin Cook, you know, isn't the worst fourth round Dalvin cook. It, it's not, it's not something I love, right? I don't love it. And the other guy that's in that list that you didn't mention fourth round Najee Harris, like, hmm. 
I don't even like Najee Harris, but fourth round, we know he's probably going to get the majority of the work in Pittsburgh. Theoretically, they should be a little bit better this year. Should I think he's going to get pushed up the board some, so should I be taking Najee stabs now? And I actually love DeAndre Swift this year. He's like oh, yeah. my favorite. That's the one guy that I was going to bring up that I'm like, <laughs> I got no questions, concerns. I'm yeah. just fucking drafting DeAndre Swift. I don't give a shit. I don't care. Yeah. I don't. You can tell me. Look what Jamal Williams did, but I don't care about any of it. DeAndre Swift is too good. The Lions are too good. And he has only upwards room to grow from this. Like, he's the one mispriced guy in this range. The rest of them, I'm like, even Najee, I agree. I've seen a lot of people talk about Najee. I, I don't even entirely disagree. But what I will say is, <laughs> he really got outplayed by Jalen Warren, who was a mm-hmm. rookie. I know he doesn't, you know, Najee has the pedigree and the draft capital and everything, but Jalen Warren just came in. Flat out outplayed Najee. It's not like Jalen Warren's a superstar, but he was better. And he stole the passing down work from Najee. So it's like Najee went from a 100% snap player, 100% touch player, which is why he was going in the first round or second round, because the expectation was he's one of the only backs in the entire league getting every snap. Right. Not, then he went to like 60%, 65% of snaps. Warren was getting 30, 35, 40% of snaps and some really high value touches. So, I kind of like Warren more than Najee, but also Najee is a talented player relatively. If if the offense does get better, right, th- there can be enough at, in the fourth, fifth round. There can absolutely be enough for Najee to be a really good pick too. So I'm not going to like shit on him, but uh, Swift was the guy out of all these, right? Najee, you run down this list. Najee, let me zoom a little bit. Well, Dobbins is the other guy that I just yeah. would want to, that I think is going to shoot up boards throughout the if next we, few months. If we move past Pollard, you get to Najee, Swift, Mixon, Dalvin. Like uh, three or four of these things are not like the others, right? Yeah. Najee, Swift, okay. Mixon, Dalvin, Jones, right? Kamara's coming up in here, but I definitely like Dobbins. I, I don't know how I feel feel about paying that price on Pacheco, although, again, I, I understand. Javante, I've seen a lot of people talk about Javante, and look, nobody's as, as big of a fan as, uh, as of Javante as I am. I just am pretty skittish about or well, what it's going to look like off a, a well, I first year off the injury. Yeah. Like the he worst. Had more than didn't need to blow like everything out in his yeah. knee. I think he was a little bit more serious than just a straight up ACL tear. So, um, no, but, yeah. but all of the this worst conversation, you have. Yeah, this whole, this is the whole point about this running back thing, right? It's like, well, I don't, don't love the early guys. And then you're like, well, let's get to this range. Cause this is where there's a lot of guys going here and a lot of theoretically appealing options. And then I get there and I'm like, I kind of don't like that. I kind of don't like any of these guys either. Yeah, it's it's a tough spot. I mean, Swift is the guy I like. I saw in the chat someone saying, like, watch the Lions draft Bijan. It's like, well, yeah, then they draft Bijan. But for now, it's Swift. It's J.K. Dobbins, I think, is the best value at running back currently. Um, I do think that you're going to see Dobbins move up to, like, second, third round value by the end of the year, probably. So, like, I'm going to be grabbing some Dobbins now while I can, sixth round or whatever it is. But yeah, some of these injuries, the Javante injury, I'm scared to death of. I want to give that a year. And like you said, you're the big Javante fan, but so am I. I had 20-something percent of this guy yep. as a yep. second rounder last year. Um, and then it's just, I'd rather grab some younger guys like Algier. Cam Akers is a gigantic question mark. James Conner is 130. I'm, I'm pretty into Akers, though, I will say. I've been drafting. I haven't done many big boards in uh, I'm, I'm not going to go totally crazy if we're going to do <laughs> hundreds and hundreds of drafts this summer, but I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty in on acres. I think just, 
I'm expecting a Rams bounce back. And I mean, Jesus, they were horrible down the stretch and he finally came on and he looked really good. And he was really, he turned into, he was like the, the Mike Evans of running backs. You're like, this guy was used, you know, not good. If you took him where he went, where he went all season. And then down the stretch, he was a freaking playoff hammer on a Baker Mayfield, you know, Van Jefferson, Tyler Higby offense or whatever. And um, no Daryl Henderson. I think, I think I kind of like acres uh, here, but again, I'm not going to be like, you know, pound the table. You have to take cam acres either. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, it's a tough, it's tough right now, especially not knowing where like some of these free agents are going, what they're going to do with like Joe Mixon and Cincinnati. To me, it's the biggest question mark currently. And I think that's going to change. I think we're going to go back to worrying about the onesie positions in a few months, but for now, RB is like, tough tough because once you get past this range you start seeing some of the names you're like well i don't want any of these guys either it's like you know you're paying a premium at this next tier this is the hard part too yeah you said there's that middle tier where i agree you know it's a lot of the younger guys right swift dobbins etc acres is younger too and then you get to this next tier and i don't have a problem with casey bringing up brian robinson you sprinkle in a couple of rookies Mm -hmm. but it's like we're just paying a premium for these got these like no, they're not all veterans. James Cook is not a veteran. I, I don't mind James Cook. Like, maybe AJ Dillon improves, but like, I, I'm, I don't really see many paths. Like, the offense isn't going to be better with Jordan Love than Aaron Rodgers. And like, okay, he gets more three yard carries. Like, congratulations, you're just paying a premium for a, a really inefficient timeshare back. And I mean, I, I, again, I don't hate AJ Dillon. But like Jamal Williams, I'm not paying a premium for Jamal Williams yeah. having 15 one-yard rushing, one-yard rushing touchdown. Rashad he's White. the easiest fade of this entire yeah. board because of I the think he's the biggest discrepancy in his ADP and where I have him. I have him ranked. He's like, yeah, <laughs> pages and pages down uh, here, which is probably also plays into why we both like Swift. But it's like the same thing here. Rashad White. I mean, I don't hate Rashad White. There's no Brady. Who knows what the Bucks are going to do? You're just paying a premium because you're like, well, I guess he's probably going to be the guy. Lenny's still under contract, I believe. I just the the assumption is that he's he's gone, which I think is fine. Montgomery, Herbert, right? Zeke. I'm not fucking drafting Zeke. Like you're just drafting all the names. <laughs> we just like dropped all these guys in because it's like I don't know who the hell's supposed to go after Cam Akers. So let's just drop all the names in here that people know. And then you get where the real value is, is you move down the board here, right? To like, it's a lot of free agents, rookies, backups, those kinds of mentioned Jalen Warren earlier. Right. Uh, But like uh, Damian Harris, Devin Singletary, Mostert, Foreman, McKinnon, like all these free agents, rookies, right? Spears, uh, P Ryan backup, and we don't know what's going on with Mixon. You know, it's just it, it's you reach a point where it's all uncertainty, which is good. Mm-hmm. We want to attack some uncertainty, but you right. can't like leave your draft with seven guys that you don't even know. You know, Foreman could be a third stringer, or Foreman could not play in the NFL next year, even though he looks like he might be appealing. You know, so it, it, that's the tricky part is definitely running back. And Damian Harris is a guy that I I like the uncertainty of because he might not be in New England, but it's like, okay, he's not in New England. Where does he go? Does he go to Arizona or something like that? Because yeah, they and just then he's just splitting guy. with James Conner. Yeah, on, the worst, he, on, a, <laughs> on its worst, they don't have Kyler for the first, you know, however long. That team's going to be awful this year. Yeah, so, so he gets 
They might be bad generally, but I mean, really, until Kyler gets back, it's going to be gross. I think they're going to be bad when Kyler's back. Like, I just think it's not going to be a good football team this year. I think they're going to try to figure out how to rebuild around him. And I don't know if that's going to go well. It's it's a tough it's a tough uh, it's just a tough position right now with all the uncertainty. Are we going to jump into a draft and, and start start figuring it out on the fly? Yeah, we'll figure it out on the fly. So you brought, big board. Well, you're firing that up. One thing that I've been looking at is the top three picks of the draft. It's Jefferson, it's Chase, it's McCaffrey. I mean, I don't know if there's bigger Jefferson and Chase stands than us. Like we <laughs> those are guys that we love. But my question is, do you think McCaffrey is going to get moved up to the one-on-one by the end of the year, just based on this running back stuff we're talking about and his value might shoot up. I know he was getting like 60% of the work, but a full having that time in the system. Now knowing what they can do with a running back like McCaffrey, we saw him really start to flash late with the 49ers. He might be a guy that like, God, I hate saying this, but like, Maybe I'm just taking McCaffrey at the one-on-one, the 102, and the 103 for a bit just to get like some heavy exposure to him Mm -hmm. until he pops up to the one-on-one, and then I'll start getting Jefferson and Chase, sort of like I was doing with Chase over Jefferson last year. Um, It's just something I've been considering as we look at these uh, draft boards. I definitely don't have – I mean, you're never going to really get me to say anything negative about CMC or having – CMC on the 49ers or or like having heavy exposure to CMC. The only – I definitely don't think he's – at least – at least I just can't see him pass – maybe he could pass Chase. I mean, they're within .3 ADP. I just don't see how he could ever get above Jefferson. It's so easy to click Jefferson. You know, it's so safe. We know the the weekly ceiling and the seasonal ceiling and everything. But – with Trey Lance probably, possibly, most likely being the starter in San Francisco, or at least you know having the first shot in camp as Purdy recovers from his uh, Tommy John, I think that that hurts him. A, the perception of Trey Lance is horrible, and I mean probably rightfully so, but we just really don't know. He's played like two and a half games. Mm-hmm. He's not not going to project to catch as many passes from Trey Lance, and oh, JXP would. Uh, uh, Bijan fourth overall. I love it. Wow. Um, nah. uh, we found a bigger Bijan stand than I am. But then, <laughs> but then Eli Mitchell's like existence is really probably the bigger issue than than Trey Lance or Brock Purdy or whatever. It's just he did it. People, you know, you know how it goes. People mm-hmm. are gonna go grab the games when Eli Mitchell was active and cite the snap shares and the touch shares and everything like that. And it's not wrong, but it'll be the big theme around CMC is he's awesome. But, you know, he's probably really only like a 70% snap player now as opposed to 95. Um, what have you been doing in these back ends of the draft? We got I the one. I fucking 10. hate the 110. <laughs> so bad. All these guys are the same to me. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I like the receivers, of course. I'll t- I, I'm, I'm happy to take. Uh, oh, God damn it. I really don't like Eckler, but I, I, I'm okay with Eckler. Uh, probably Devontae is my favorite guy here, but I'm open. Yeah, I like Devontae because it opens us to some stuff later that I like. Um, Let's do do Devontae. I don't hate Eckler, though. Like, I got the 110 Eckler. I I mean, I'm still waiting for the the ceiling to drop on Eckler. 
I know. They might draft the guy. The I don't know. The moment I start drafting him, it's yeah. it's coming. <laughs> it, it's kind of that hammer is going to fall. They're going to like sign, you know, the moment I'm like, all right, you know what? I'll get my Eckler exposure. They're, they'll sign Damian Harris. <laughs> I'll just be like, fuck me. That's it's yeah. over. Yeah. You know what? That's actually a great point. Harris might be the perfect type of guy to go to the Chargers this year. If they're willing to pay him, he should he he should also be very interested in that because he will score a lot of touchdowns. Yeah, that's probably a that's that's such a good point. I like that. I mean, I don't like that for Eckler, but I like that like yeah. <laughs> as in a football sense for the Chargers. Mm-hmm. And then Eckler is just dead, in my opinion. Dead. You just can't draft him. Dead. If something like that happens. No. He's like a third round pick or something like that at that point. God, we see CD just hanging around the same spot he was in last year. CD's just CD's also it it's it's the same as last year, except he proved that he deserves to be here last year. And so you're like, we reached this spot. You t- do you want the quarterback or do you want the 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 wide receiver who was really good? Um I'm I'm gonna cue Amon Ra because Amon mm-hmm. Ra is a guy that I'm really, really into. I'm I'm okay with Saquon. And honestly, I'm okay with the quarterbacks, but Amon Ra is probably my my preference. It's it's Amon Ra, but I really really like Garrett Wilson sneakily this year. Yep. Like, yep. Yep. I hate that he's already a second rounder. Like that sucks. But yeah, I like Amon Ra a lot. And I, I do Amon think Ra just only one spot. I think ahead of, uh, I think they're back to back for me. No, yeah. no, I lied. Once one spot between, but basically, right? They're right next yeah. to each other. I do like Bar- I would have liked Barkley there too, just based on he probably goes back to the Giants. We know his workload's gonna be massive and with the uncertainty of this position, starting Devontae Adams, Saquon Barkley is not the worst thing in the world. No, no. We got a question in the chat asking if we're interested in Rashad Penny this season. No. <laughs> like, See, I, I just am. Yeah, I'm I, just I, not. I, I am interested in him, but I mean he is like an example of a kind of a greater thing that I'm interested in across the board this year. Like a Jalen Warren, apparently is just the name that it's going to be used a lot on this show, but these kind of like, you know, quote unquote veteran mm-hmm. it, in the big board, right? Everybody gets really excited for the unknown, the rookies, you know, all that kind of stuff The who the let's draft every guy who could possibly have Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback next year, right? All that shit gets hyped. And I understand it. But that's what everybody gets really obsessed with. And I think a lot of these type guys, whether or not you love Rashad Penny or not, but I think Rashad Penny probably comes in and splits some of the work day one with um, Ken Walker. And he's a contingent bet, right? Same thing with Jalen Warren. Like he's not really useful. You know, you're not starting him in your 12 team home league, but he's probably going to get, you know, you pray that he could, you know, get a couple usable weeks, even when the starter is healthy. And then, He's a total smash if something happens to um, Ken Walker. Kind of the inverse of what happened with Penny. Penny was a smash last year, and then he got hurt, and Ken Walker took over and was a smash. So I'm looking for a lot of those guys. Um, kind of like they're just like not the super sexy thing, but it's a lot of the guys who will be will probably be targeting in zero running back type builds, these kind of contingent type bet guys it's just that there's so many other guys you can pipe dream about whether it's rookies or free agents you can like damian harris we can say what if damian harris goes to x right what if this rookie gets a full you know he's the workhorse it's like you can't say that for the rashad pennies of the world but that doesn't mean they're not good picks it just means that we we can't pipe dream about them and so maybe they're a little undervalued 
Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I guess when I when the word interested in Richard Penny, it's like no, it's like, but if he's there and I, it makes sense, yes, like one of those guys. I'm not he's, like, oh god, I really need Richard Penny on this team ever. He, right, right. He's not. So like we do at Spike, we do like core picks, right? Like you know, we talk a lot about strategy and structure and all that bullshit. But at the end of the day, you do have to have some guys that you know you're more interested in than above the field, yeah, uh, or than than your opponents. He wouldn't make that list. Let's just let's just say that much. But in like in in most structures, but particularly in like a zero running back build or hero running back build or something, he's one of those guys who you get to those mid to late rounds. I think you. You, you know, you put him in your queue and he's grouped in with, with some of those other guys. And he's definitely a good target. He has a lot of upside. Uh, the Seattle offense was shockingly good last year. Shockingly good. So are we worried about a regression with them? Like, oh, yeah. not, not, the, that's like kind of a concern for me is like, they were so good compared to what we thought they were going to be that I don't see how they go up at all. I only see them going yeah. slightly down. I mean, I guess the draft and free agency matters, but I don't see them doing much to the offense, and I just schedule was good. Uh, about a million Ken Walker sixty-yard touchdown runs that probably <laughs> yeah. aren't going to happen again. Yeah, Chubb's another interesting name, hanging strong in the fourth round. Not a guy I that like we him. would normally target, but I have yeah. him. Reading, I, I didn't. You know me, not a Chubb guy. When I'm finishing up the rankings last night, I'm trying to figure out ways to move him down, and I'm yeah. like, I, I can't. I'm a. I'm. I have him above consensus. I just. He's just better than than some of the guys around him. Yeah, I I agree. Um, so we're coming up on our next pick. We got one. I person hate this spot. What do you like here? Debo, ETN, and a bunch of kind of whatever to me. Lamar, I do like Lamar. I don't hate ETN here. I like ETN. I, I like ETN. I'm not big on Debo over him. And then there's just some like question marks after that. Like ETNs feels like the right play here. Yeah, I think so I, too. I do like I do like Hopkins because he's gonna get moved somewhere that he his value is gonna be high. So this might be the best price you're getting on DeAndre Hopkins right now. But I just like the Jacksonville offense going into this, and everyone's gonna like the Jacksonville offense. So ETN yeah. might get pushed up the board. I wasn't big on ETN in the third round last year. I just think that offense is going to hum even more this year, and they might rely on him a bit more than they did. I, I like I like ETN too through that lens because if uh, we can make this pick first, um, let me see what we got working here. Oof, we could reach a little bit on Swift. It's not that much. I mean, I don't really give a shit about any of these guys. Yeah, I wouldn't mind Swift. I'm just going to put him in there just so we can. And I wouldn't mind Christian Watson either. Okay. Do you have a preference? Uh, Swift. Swift. Let's, let's, let's do Swift. We've talked let's about do him. Swift. Yeah, let's do Swift since we since we talked about it. Get a little. I mean, oh, and now we got the Lions. Now we got the old loaded up on the Lions, which has been That's... quite a successful strategy for <laughs> like three years. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, Hopkins is not going to the Colts. I see that in the chat. Definitely not. Zero zero percent chance yeah. he goes to the Colts. In fairness, Rob said for no reason, and that is true. There would be absolutely <laughs> no reason for the Colts to trade. They're paying Matt Ryan forty million to. They're probably like begging him to retire, and he's just laughing his ass off as they pay him. You right. know, the second biggest cap hit in the league or whatever. Oh, ridiculous. Did um, you see Deshaun Watson's cap hit? 
no highest in the history of the NFL, like fifty six million or something like that. Got to for the next. It doesn't go down, and it doesn't go down for the next five years or whatever. I just don't. I mean, I'm laughing at what what um, Daniel Jones thinks he's going to get forty five million for like four years or something. It's like, bro. (laughs) But then, but then you see what they were given. Deshaun Watson messed up this market. Like oh, yeah. the Browns ruined the quarterback. Like the, it was going to keep going up. Like we knew the Mahomes deal was going to be a team friendly deal immediately. Like when it got signed, people were like, it's so much money. It's like, no, bro, that is, that is a great deal for the Chiefs. Highway robbery. Yeah. From yeah. The Chiefs. Um, but now you're seeing the fallout of the Deshaun Watson deal. You get the Lamar stuff, you get the Daniel Jones stuff. Like it's just, it's causing a mess. The borough's going to be bonkers amount of yep. money. And yep. Herbert's got to be coming up soon, too. Burrow it's... is loving this. Like oh, yeah. Run to the Super Bowl and then nearly another run to the Super Bowl. And then Watson getting all that money. And oh, my gosh. He's just he's smoking so many cigars. Yeah, he's going to he's going to make a ton of money. <clears throat> They they're gonna go for it again this year. I can't believe yeah. this T Higgins trade nonsense. People get people get what they they're doing it with Ayuk too. They get they get way out over their skis with the thinking about. I'm not saying they won't ever trade T or Ayuk, or I'm not saying that those guys will be on the team forever. They're not gonna do it like for both of those teams. Mm-hmm. This this little three year stretch two years ago, last year, and this year, this is it. Like yeah. th- this is like in in a couple more years, like right defensive player already the 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 Bengals are going to lose a couple defensive players. You're going to lose defense. You're going to have to pay quarterbacks. You're going to have to and all everything changes. The whole equation changes. Yep. Right now is your only chance to go for it with this current team, and you have a top three to five roster in the NFL. You don't teams just don't do that. I'm not saying right, wrong, or indifferent. That's just what teams are not going to do that. They're trying to win the Super Bowl now. Yeah, it's it just seems silly. If they were, you know, if they were a middle of the road team, yeah, T. Higgins gets traded because they have to start that process now. But they they want to keep this this core of a Burrow T chase together for this year and make one more run at the Super Bowl. Yeah, because it's like you said, it's their window. We think the Chiefs are going to probably be a little more vulnerable this year. Although a lot of people thought so last year as well. Buffalo sucks. Like, like they don't suck, but they are not what people thought they were by any stretch of the imagination. So they have a real shot in Cincinnati to go back to the, to go back to the Super Bowl this year. It's, they just can't lose freaking games. Like they lost the first week of the season to the Pittsburgh Steelers. (laughs) Maybe that cost me a lot of money and I'm still bitter about it. But like, what are we doing losing to the Steelers in Week One? The um, Bills were so fraudulent last year, by the way. I mean, they're obviously like a top five team or something like that. But everybody, this is by, and I, I thought they were too. This is the best roster in the NFL. It's probably not even close. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And like, outside of Diggs, they had nothing on offense. Nope. Josh Allen regressed, in my opinion, as a passer. Not like mm-hmm. like he's still good, but he was not as good as a as a passer. Um, you know, well, luckily, else... luckily, they have a twenty-year window with him, from what I understand. Well, yeah, that's true. In you in know. two decades, he's going to be throwing <laughs> through those fifty-mile-an-hour winds. Um, 
he uh, he was not that impressive. And the defense, who we thought who did play very well for a lot of the season, just totally faded down the stretch. I know that they lost uh, what's his name, uh, Von Miller, right? And yeah. got hurt. But it's like their whole thing was how deep they are with pass rushers and all this. And they didn't have Von Miller last year, and the defense was good. It's like. They just it, they were just overrated. They just didn't. They were just like they're still really really good, but mm. they were just. We, everybody thought that they were the best team, and I don't think that they were. They were probably not a top three team. Yeah, it's of the three AFC teams, they were probably third. Um, oh, I like I like Judy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I yeah. I, <laughs> I don't want to do the Kyle Pitts thing on the first draft stream of the season, but I do like Kyle Pitts also. Um, well, let's take Judy, and there's something I'd like to do at the turn if it's there. Yep. We'll see. Yeah, the the pits in the sixth round I don't hate either because that I think that offense has to get better. It's, it's This is one of the small loss, big win type of things. It's like mm-hmm. I understand what – trust me. I drafted a shitload of Kyle Pitts. No one knows better how disappointing it was. But he – at the at the tight end position, he wasn't like burying you most of the year. He wasn't winning you the position, but it was like for most of the year it was okay when he was when he was playing, and he was certainly getting all the opportunity. He had a higher target share than Travis Kelsey. It's like all you need is just a little something something to go right for him at this cost. Like he's priced by you know these old backs that we were talking about, Joe Mixon. Like I don't know, it's a pretty good price on Pitts. The price on Jamison Williams I want to talk about after we make our next pick because I really like Williams. Um, I think Gibbs here is like an easy okay. smash, but I, I'm, I'm I cool. can be talked into pits. And I'm I know cool. this I'm... is three RBs for us, but... Yeah, but these are the kind of RB. <laughs> yeah. Travis Etienne, DeAndre Swift, and Jameer Gibbs. I love Gibbs. Gibbs is definitely um, a value to me at this point. Obviously, we don't know where he's going to land, but the, the really nice thing about him is that his best skill set is in the pass game. Mm-hmm. He's he he was a he was almost a glorified wide receiver at Alabama because they kind of you know rotate their backs a little bit and use some bruisers uh, in between the tackles. He's like, I don't know. He looks like even better than Kamara did to me as like a natural pass catcher at his age, and so people compare him a lot to Kamara. I, I, he can just step right in and be an awesome receiver as a as a and he's a good runner too, of course, but like. You just have like every other back that comes into the league. You have to worry about like, can he operate in the passing game? Can he mm. play on third downs? Right. That's what we always talk about. Ken Walker. That's all everybody talks about last year. You have no consensus. Bijan and Gibbs. That, that's the thing they're best at. Yeah. They're, um, they're like wide receivers who also are awesome running backs. Yeah. And I think he's going to get pushed way up the board by the end of the summer. I mean, landing spot as always matters, but I think he's just going to be. Yeah, wait till he lands in an awesome offense, though. Yeah, and he's second, third round pick. So mm-hmm. when we can start ETN Swift Gibbs, along with having Adams, um, Amon Ra, and don't we? And we have Jerry Judy as our third. Judy. Pretty good. Like, like I like that start, and it allows us to do some of the stuff that I'm doing with the onesie positions, like we were talking about. Yeah, it allows you. I think this is even 20, 20 rounds in this, right? Yep, twenty. Which is, ugh. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but it allows you to do some stuff in those positions, and it makes us 
as we were talking about the running back position just being the one we're most worried about, I think we might have the best running back room in this entire draft easily right mm-hmm. now. And I haven't even seen the other ones, but it's like hard for me to believe that anyone is doing what we did. The only one that could even come close is whoever got the CMC, CMC. pick, and it looks mm-hmm. like he's got Pacheco. So I already like what we have better than that. Yeah, and he took Derrick Henry in the second round. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I like our yeah. I like our start here, and we don't have to like worry about as many of those running back dart throws as we would if we had to push it. The other thing that's really nice about ETN, which I, I kind of forgot to mention when we talked about him a little bit, is every, you mentioned, and it's totally true, everybody is going to love the Jags. And, I mean, that is playing out in ADP, too. Look mm-hmm. where Trevor Lawrence goes. Look where, even though Calvin Ridley hasn't played in two years and, frankly, wasn't very good the last time we saw him, look where he goes. And then Kirk and Zay, Ingram, blah, blah, blah. But ETN's the one guy where, no, it doesn't matter the fact that they added. It's good that they added Calvin Ridley for him. The better the offense is, the better it is yeah. for the running back, right? The better the pass game, the better it is for the running back. That's somewhat true for the wide receiver. You want to score a lot of points, but you don't have volume concerns with ETN, right? You don't have the, oh, Ridley's going to steal uh, targets away from Christian Kirk or whatever. Like, that's not a thing for him. You just need he, him to get the carries and the occasional check down. And I think that he's, I think that he's undervalued too, which is funny. Normally, the the young right, like Bijan's getting pushed up, but but like we, some of these backs that we took are not, and they're young and and exciting and have tons of upside. I sort of like where ETN's going. I don't want him too much higher. And just to hit real quick on that point with the wide receivers of the Jags, I think Kirk is still the undervalued wide receiver there. I I just think you know fifth round Kirk is going to be great. We can finish this talk in a second. We can just be running back bros and take acres. I, I, I like Bateman. We can, we can try to stack up the Broncos. I don't mind Dotson. I like Tony. There's a lot. I think there's a lot in this. Range. Oh, I kind of like, I kind of like going Bateman. If we I, think, I'm if in, we think Lamar is going to go back there, I do uh, yeah. because that's another guy that's going to push up the board. Once that, once Let's that see. gets clarified. Now, it's a risk because if Lamar does walk, I don't know <laughs> what the hell that team is going to do. <laughs> no. um, it's going to be scary. But I like going Bateman because I like what we can do when it comes back to us. He wasn't going to come back, I don't think. But no, we can then kind of have our pick of the rest of these guys. Yeah. So everything I'd want on the comeback is still there, basically. Where I'm just gonna let the clock go down for a second before I say <laughs> anything else. Don't want short gamer to be trying to figure out who we're gonna grab. So that I he do. Can snipe I do us. think this point by sacrilegious saying Gibbs will go next to where ETN is going right now after the draft. Right. Obviously, again, assuming good landing spot, but I think that's pretty true. Yeah. I mean, I like Tony here. I okay. like getting that. You'd prefer that than trying to stack the Broncos. Um, probably. I love Tony. I think I've taken Tony in every one of these that, I, that I've done. Oh, have you really? Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, think so. I mean, I just really like the Tony pick in this spot. Another guy that could just drop, jump up the board this year, a year mm-hmm. in the offense. I mean, injury concerns are always going to be the thing with him for the rest of his career. It doesn't matter if he has four healthy seasons. People are going to be yeah. like, well, you remember how his first two years started. Um, but 
the more they involve him, and we saw it over the season, he's they lose McCall Hardman or something this year. They're going to revamp that wide receiver core, and he could be a big part of it. And we know the Chiefs are going to score points, right? So, yep. I, I just I'd rather have Kadarius Tony than getting Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. Yep, because I, I think you can still stock, stack the Broncos in other ways. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, we don't have a tight end yet. You can go to Dolchich or you can go to our, our, our other sunk cost tight end, uh, Alberto, alongside Kyle Pitts. That was just <laughs> a big, huge waste. But Tony's the, Tony's the, I talked about Kyle Pitts as kind of small loss, big win. Tony might be the best small loss, big win player in the entire player pool in the eighth round. Like all yeah. he does is demand targets, all he does is make plays when he's on the field. He got there used to be the narrative, right? If you remember, this has been clearly debunked over the most recent years because every free agent or trade wide receiver crushed, you know, Diggs, Devontae, whatever, every single wide receiver that moved teams. But that was a thing years Mm -hmm. ago. People be like, when a wide receiver moves teams, a lot of the times, you know, that first year or so, he's kind of slow to get out of the gates because there's a lot to learn, a new scheme, a new quarterback, blah, blah, blah. Well, Tony, you know, is, is, not Diggs and Devonte. He's kind of uh, you know much more on the gadgety side and the uh, run after catch and uh, you know those kinds of things as a wide receiver. And coming into Kansas City in the middle of the year when he hasn't really played a lot over the course of his entire career already, he was a borderline rookie still and got traded in the middle of the season. They were being slow bringing him up to speed, and every time he got a chance to do something, he produced. So like. Mm-hmm. Juju's probably gone. Sky Moore didn't prove more than Tony did. MVS didn't prove more than Tony did. So maybe they'll bring somebody in, but he's going to have a role. And if he's on the field with Patrick Mahomes, he's going to score fantasy points. <laughs> so all you need is for him to be on the field, which really is just health to me. Yeah, I'm curious as to what they're going to do with this wide receiver core. I don't think they bring Juju back at all. I think that they feel as though someone like Tony and Sky Moore can replace what Juju actually did for this offense. And I don't know. They might bring MVS back just because he played so many snaps for them throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Just some sort of consistency for Mahomes. That would be good for Tony, I think, because MVS yeah. isn't going to draw a lot of targets. Right. And I think they, they got to bring a guy in, whether it's through the draft or free agency. But we know the free agency market is garbage. Awful. And if you're trading Tyreek, I don't think you're trading for a big name. I mean, the only one that makes sense, like, and I just don't know what they would give up to get them, would be Hopkins, right? Like, yeah, I just don't think that they, I think that the Tyreek trade indicated that's not the route that they want to go. They want, and that's where I am. That's where I am with it. It's like, unless they get like some crazy value for Hopkins to just try to run it back one more time. Right. If 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 they're selling him for a second round pick or something, mm-hmm. sure. But like, there's no reason to take the Tyreek, the the stuff you got from Tyreek, and turn and it into it. a worse version of of. You could have just kept Tyreek. If your whole yeah. goal was to you, just to take that stuff and give it to another wide receiver, you just pay Tyreek. That's exact, and that's exactly where I am with it. We're seeing a quarterback run here in the ninth round. It goes Daniel yeah. Jones, Kirk Cousins, Jacoby Myers. Ugh. Um. <laughs> And then I went two more quarterbacks. I, I forget off I the top of my head. I think we're going to be late round QB in this. There goes Goff in the oh, round. It went Kyler. It went Trey Lance. It went Jared Goff. So quarterbacks are flying off the board right now, which is 
very interesting. So mm -hmm. if this shows that not only are we seeing like the top tier quarterbacks go higher, we're seeing that middle tier get pushed way up the board this year. All right. Uh, Zay Flowers or Jalen Hyatt for sure for me here. Do you have a preference Zay, between the, the two it's rookies? Zay. Flowers. It's Zay Flowers, right? I mean, that dude – I think has just from the limited so knowledge good. I have, he might be the best wide receiver in the draft. Like after it's all said and done, potentially, awesome. I'm not saying he will be, but I think there's, there is potential for that. He is awesome. So my question here would be, do you want one of these quarterbacks or do you want to kind of keep stock in the other positions and, you know, kind of look to the, what the, 150s 160s where where the quarterbacks kind of so this and rookies and that this is where i like to go rogers if okay. i have Devonte adams right because only counter was gonna say russ yeah russ i get also. i get the russ pick too I, i'm, I'm fine to, with either i kind of like russ a little bit more than rogers just because i think he showed some rushing still is in his bag you know what i mean mm -hmm. the only and reason so like, why i like rogers a little more is because this is the, again, we're playing the big board. I'm looking for what values I can get. Once Russ signs with either, I mean, not Russ, um, once Rogers signs with either the Raiders or the Jets, he moves up a round or two. He goes in front of Kyler. He goes in front of Kirk Cousins. He yeah. might go in front of Daniel Jones. So just opportunity cost for him, I like a little bit better than Russ. But to me, they're like, the same right pretty similar yeah pretty similar my my only struggle with rogers is none of that i totally agree it's it's just like rogers himself it, so this is happening with both rogers and jordan love in the very limited amount of 2023 fantasy football content i have consumed thus far everybody seems to keep talking about like oh like get rogers now or oh jordan love is such a value or such a smash or whatever and it's like did we just forget that Aaron Rodgers hasn't been a good fantasy quarterback for like years now? Like him yeah. himself, even when he had Devontae, it was mm -hmm. like Devontae was awesome for fantasy and MVS would catch, you know, three long passes a season. Rodgers was not, you know, he doesn't run anymore. He plays at a crawling pace, runs the play clock down to zero every single time. It's He doesn't, you know, he throws a bunch of touchdowns when he feels like it, but he... He's not some awesome fantasy asset. Now, Russell Wilson clearly wasn't last year either, but he did show down the stretch just a little bit more ceiling because he was running. You know, they they weren't fully healthy, and he would still run a little bit. So I just think kind of breaking ties between the two. Um, I like Russ a little bit more, but, you know, I'll draft a little bit of Rodgers as, as well. But the joy... I guess I brought that up to rant about Jordan Love. I don't I don't know when yeah, Jordan I, Love became a thing that people <laughs> were excited about. Like we've been shitting on this dude since the moment they drafted him in the first round. He mm -hmm. doesn't even play well in the preseason. Like maybe he is, you know, maybe he did learn a lot under Rodgers and he he's he's good now. I'm not saying I won't ever draft him, but he seems like this he's shooting up the boards. Everybody's like, "Oh yeah, he's one of my targets at quarterback." It's like Jordan Love throwing to Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson, like when is that a thing that we're like that's going to win me a $200,000? Yeah. No, I'm with you on this one. Um 
the Rodgers thing is whatever. Just I just think that like he could go into some sort of more of an up tempo offense if he's with the Raiders or we know the Jets have a good defense, so he might not have to play as high. But when you get Garrett Wilson and potentially Elijah Moore, it, I, yeah, I the like weapons, that. Brees coming back, and yeah, like, I even think Conklin's pretty good, and Corey Davis, and yeah, that that yeah. offense is loaded. Yeah, they're ready for a quarterback. We're just waiting on the on the news to who they end up getting. It just, I just like the the chance for him, right? And it's, but him and Russ are the same. But Jordan Love. That Packers offense is gonna be bad. It's gonna they're be just gonna weird. run the shit out of the ball. Yeah, they're gonna run the ball. Christian Watson's gonna get maybe seven or eight targets a game. They're hoping that he can break something off, and that's that. They're gonna be a bad team this year. Like yeah, they're not be, good. They're not gonna be the Packers that people are used to for the last twenty to thirty years, where they're always in contention. They are gonna be the worst team in their division, which I don't even know when the last time that happened was. Like I can't remember. It's in our heads. Was it in our lifetime? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it was. I mean, it might be right before Favre came in, right? Yeah. Like, which would be like 89, 90-ish. Right. Somewhere in that wheelhouse. So yeah, it's it's gonna be an interesting development for the Packers. And I'm not super keen on taking any of them. They're gonna be one off guys here and there. So this is an interesting range of the draft. Rogers potentially falling all the way back to us we could take rogers and russ yeah rogers I like, falling I, more than around past adp i do like that i do like taking the rogers oh yeah this is setting up nicely so if we go rogers here because we, we can also to... grab there's some cheaper jets that we could mm-hmm. toss in here to go to go with him there's another bronco we can take here at a position of need yeah. for yep. us um yeah, that's what i was looking at yeah, I like this. I like the way this is. Uh, this looks good. Yeah, this looks good. We just need this. We just need these assholes, short gamer and Jimmy's, to uh, cooperate. Yeah, hopefully they're not watching. I know this was definitely a friends and family though draft. Yeah, all these names I know. Yeah, I know a lot of them too. A lot of red badges, which I um I have joined the ranks of the red badges. Upset about it. Um, I think that this range is really interesting though Um, Gainwell's at the top of the queue and was a guy who we talked quite a bit in the Discord okay good yeah we get we get Dolchich it's beautiful I actually love this team right now this team is nice this is better this is I like this team better than any team I've drafted so far for the for the the whole then we're only drafting on stream together that uh all of our teams <laughs> Duh, for the for the audio listeners we started with Devonte adams in the at the out of the 110 amon ross st brown travis Etienne, deandre swift jerry judy jameer gibbs rashad bateman Kadarius tony zay flowers double dipped on qb with russ and aaron Rodgers. <laughs> just that that qb room can you imagine those two in the same qb room together yeah. russ and aaron Rodgers. <laughs> uh russ, russ and aaron Rodgers. so we got a russ judy stack and figuring potentially a rogers Devonte stack but also potentially a rogers jet stack later on and mm-hmm. then added on to the broncos stack with greg dolchich as our first tight end pretty good team yeah, solid. it's pretty solid. We can still add a quarterback to this. I'm fine going three quarterbacks, mm-hmm. obviously, when Rodgers and Russell. And I think there's some fun potential down at the bottom 
end of the draft for the quarterback position. I'm sad that um, he's really skyrocketed up on my guy that was there, um, who is the person that people that if you like Jordan Love, who you should be taking is Sam Howell. Mm-hmm. The guy with the guy with actual upside yeah. uh, ran for like 50 yards and a touchdown in his only start at the end of last year, beat the Cowboys <laughs> in that game, by the way, and uh, was a big time runner in in college. But also just, in my opinion, was a pretty good uh, prospect. His junior season was his really big season at UNC, and he played with both of the, the superstar running backs that they had, Javante and Michael Carter, also had two we'll call them NFL wide receivers. Uh, Daz Newsom and uh, Deami Brown were on that team. So it was, you know, you could, I guess, make an argument that those guys elevated him, but he had a, a solid senior season, if unspectacular, but he had like no weapons then. And he ran for like a thousand yards, I believe his uh, senior year. Cause he just was taken off running like a madman without any help around him falls to the fifth round in the draft, which I thought was just, a sh- I thought he was more like maybe a third round guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he was just, he's been undervalued all the time. And now he's going to get, you know, they're not handing him the starting job, but I can't imagine that they're going to add any after the Wentz disaster. I can't imagine they're going to add anybody. So I, I just don't see how he's not the starter with a pretty long leash. And they got good weapons, man. They, yeah. they got really good weapons on offense. And they bring in B right? As the, yep. as the OC over there. The enemy so. with a, a, an athletic quarterback, young mm-hmm. athletic quarterback that was probably undervalued in the draft with three really exciting wide receivers and frankly two pretty exciting running backs that sounds pretty fun that sounds pretty fun on uh, as an offense and i mean hand of the dirt stuff here kind of but the enemy's probably looking to make this a one a one-year stop to try to get his head coaching job because he just wasn't yeah. going to get it with andy Reid being above him as the head coach so i just think that he's going to go balls to the wall with this offense and try to make them hum as much as he can. So yeah, I, I like it with Howell late. Where did um Terry McLaurin go in this draft? Just out of curiosity. He he goes in like around the fifth round or so, I think. Okay. Uh, uh he went fourth. Fourth. Being a, right at the end of the fourth, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. So that makes sense. Yeah, Washington's yeah. gonna be one of those like undervalued teams this year that we can grab some guys from and I like McLaurin. I like Dotson. I, I yeah. prefer Gibson. Gibson's cost to Robinson's cost, but I understand if you prefer Robinson. Obviously, I like Howell. We don't know what the tight end room really looks like yet. I, I don't. I don't know what Logan Thomas's uh, contract situation looks like. I find it hard to believe if they can. If they can't, you know, they might get out from underneath him. Speaking of, here's here's Gibson. Tajay is one of my guys. Um, let's see. People are still doing the Odell thing this year. I can't believe his ADP. Like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? Yeah. I mean, I'd rather have MVS over Odell, and I don't even Seriously. want MVS again this year. Um, as, can, as the big can, MVS stand. Can I, can I do Tajay? Yeah, let's do on it. This team? He's one of my favorite rookies. We're set up to take shots with guys like that right now. Yeah, when you have, have those backs, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's all gravy at this point for me at the running back thing. Take the take the guys with more upside, in my opinion. What are we looking at? It's a little, you know, kind of thinned out here. I, I don't mind. Um, we don't really. 
need doesn't really matter. We can pretty much take any position. I was going to toss out a guy that's a little bit further down the board, mm-hmm. um, but I don't think is going to come back to us. And uh, he's on your hometown team, but is the last remaining uh, basically wow. wide receiver in, in town. He's one of my favorite values. I know we're kind of Taekwon. It would be, re- be reach. I, I really like Taekwon. Like it. I really like Taekwon. I, I don't really understand why, like so many of these wide receivers get pushed up, mm-hmm. you know, especially the young guys. And, and I, I think it's smart, but I, I don't know why he's going 180 overall, like next to, John Mechie didn't play like we don't know if John Mechie's ever going to play in the NFL. He has like a very serious disease, you know, next to CPAT, Jeff Wilson. Like, I don't really know why he goes so, so far. He took over one of their starting outside wide receiver jobs down the stretch from the vets. Mm -hmm. Jacoby Myers is gone. Who knows what's going on with the other veterans? He may be like literally the wide receiver one on that offense heading into this off season. Like I, I don't really know what they're going to do. Like you said, there's no free agents to sign. Nope. Jacoby Myers probably ain't coming back. Thank God. Taekwon's Taekwon. Yeah. Taekwon <laughs> might just be the guy. Yeah. It might have to be. I mean, that offense is going to look a little different with Bill O'Brien back this year. I wasn't thrilled about O'Brien coming back. <laughs> at but least it can't, at least it's not Patricia is, and Joe. Yeah. Judge. But anything is better than freaking Joe judge and Matt Patricia. That, disaster so and it sucks for mac jones because now mac jones is going into a third year with a third different oc setup um so it's kind of a big make or break year for mac jones in terms of what they do with him and we'll see bill o'brien's had he's worked with brady obviously he's worked with deshaun watson he had the best years of deshaun watson we would say going but different quarterback so we'll see what he does with this offense um but i like the taekwon thornton pick can you give me two JXP minutes i'll be right back not like yeah of course jakes i'll talk to jxp about uh the yards per route run of taekwon thornton yeah i don't think that his rookie year was you know some off the charts production that you know maybe you hope to see from the rookies but earning an every snap role in a fairly loaded uh, at least with bodies, veteran bodies on a totally inept offense and kind of slowly breaking out down the stretch from a second round pick with his sort of athleticism and speed uh, in the 15th round of drafts. I'm totally willing to bet on continued growth in a pretty stable role in an upside archetype. Like he's a down the field flyer and that's the kind of guy I'm totally with all the opportunity in the world. This is like, this is the reason we bet on these types of guys is not because he was ab- everybody that pro- right, if you produce at a really high level from a, from a per route basis as a rookie, you don't go in the 15th round and there's not a lot of guys back here in the 15th round that are going to produce at that level. So I'm willing to take my shots on these guys and hope for continued growth as opposed to attach myself just solely to any form of, uh, of uh, you know, statistical profile that the person put together in, in his rookie season, you know, the growth, one of my favorite, uh, super cheesy cliche things is growth is not linear. You know, players don't always come in and dominate right away. Right. We're spoiled by Jamar chase and such, but you know, that's not how it always works. Even the Cooper cups who are now some of the most dominant 
fantasy wide receivers in the NFL, most dominant overall wide receivers. Devontae Adams is the super easy, again, cliche thing to use. Devontae Adams was horrible. He almost quit football because <laughs> he was so bad and was struggling so much when he came into the NFL. So um, I don't I don't worry as much about about that. Look at that. I do I like miss a pick. On the flip side, Rashid Shahid, somebody else mentioned him in the chat earlier. I've been drafting the shit out of Rashid Shahid uh, from New Orleans. I, I don't really see how they're going to be able to add much in the wide receiver room. And he was freaking awesome uh, for the Saints down the stretch once he kind of took over a role, too, and they got all the dusty vets out of the way. Uh, I think I've grabbed team. Shahid in every draft so far. He's, I mean, another smash. Like, uh, all, there's all these guys with these crazy weekly ceilings like Shahid Thornton that have like not just a path to a role. They probably have the role. <laughs> like they're like, they're just like locked in and they don't go until the you know 15, 16, 17th round. All right. Um, I don't really want to draft Odell. No. We could do Howell if you want huh. that third quarterback. I mean, I do want a third quarterback. What are your thoughts on grabbing Hurst first? Or do you really want to push gonna, tight end a little let's bit? Push, let's push. Let's take Howell. Okay. Because I think Howell's a really big cutoff at quarterback. Because we talked about Jordan Love. I don't. It's really funny that Jordan Love's going to go like multiple rounds after ADP in this draft. He's been rising at all times yeah. in every single draft I've done. And then we shit on him for two minutes, <laughs> and he's and he, falling. And he's falling. Yeah. As yeah. I look at the list, I think this was the right play to grab. Yeah, I, I just think that I don't. I don't hate Hayden Hurst, but I just think it's like if we get any of these tight ends, I think it's yeah. okay. Versus you look at quarterback, it's like I don't want any of these. I know some people like Levis or Richardson or whatever, but um, I just prefer Howell. Uh, we'll run the team after our next pick, Paul. Just to run down the team, let us just get through our. Beautiful pick that we have coming up. The the tournament winning pick, I would say. Is is Hurst your uh is that your guy? I just I just like him as a second tight end. I, it's not like anything. I think amazing. he makes sense like from a a construction standpoint, from an archetype standpoint. When you take Dolchich, mm-hmm. you know, you're expecting kind of a breakout, but it's a little bit of of a of a uh you know, click and pray type of a thing. He was good. He was fine or whatever last year, but you, you're really hoping for a lot of growth. He could really not be anything special. For, for all we know, he could end up back in like a timeshare with Albert O. I mean, it's a new coaching staff. We really don't right. know. And then we'll probably take another kind of flyer, right? On like an upside guy as our third one. So putting Hurst in the middle there is like Hurst has weekly upside just via some touchdowns in that offense. But I think it kind of, I like to do that, right? Like uh, uh, Hunter Henry types, Hayden Hurst, like those guys fit well into that structure, I think. Yeah, let's run this team down as it was requested. All right. You can go ahead. All right, so we have, we've picked from the 110, we have Devontae Adams, Amon Ross St. Brown, Travis Etienne, DeAndre Swift, Jerry Judy, Jamar Gibbs, Rashad Bateman, Kadarius Toney, Zay Flowers, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Greg Dolchich, Ty J. Spears, Tyquan Thornton, Sam Howell, Hayden Hurst. 
think it is like i said i think this is the best team i've drafted so far it's at least oh. pretty damn fun that's for sure. it's definitely a fun team i think we have good pieces at every position and then massive upside at the running back and wide receiver spots like and if you're punting quarterback like we had to i think this is the way to build this type of team I lo- I lo- and in 20 you're so flexible in 20 like this were 18 and we took mm-hmm. russ and rogers i think the third quarterback becomes questionable you of course can take one but i think it's like uh, i might need that wide receiver I'm, i definitely will need the third tight end so now it's like yeah. oh my god am i gonna do three and three uh and really leave me thin at the other but it with 20 like take that shot on how when you have those those two guys and you're like you're we're so locked in at the top with those wide receivers and running backs and then we also have built in those upside guys around them yep yeah, no, I'm I'm totally for it. I I love the way, based on the build, the way this team's coming out. Um, and I think it's a build we're gonna have to do a little bit more of this year. We we've talked about what's going on with the two onesie positions. We're talking about what we were talking about running backs earlier this year, how uncertain they are. So if you can get to that we feel comfortable about, I mean, anything can happen, right? But ETN and Swift are relatively comfortable picks. And then getting upside guys behind them, especially Gibbs. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm all for it. There's a level of that's the that's what that's like the essence of the small loss big win. There's sacrilegious made a comment of Tony, you know, may not be necessarily small loss big win because of the guys going around him. I I, I totally understand that, but I also think Tony from a like it, it, I like Cortland Sutton. I like. You know, Jahan Dotson, I like those guys. Their losses are steeper losses than than a guy with that target volume level on the Chiefs. Setting aside injury, which people will say, well, you can't set aside injury for Kadarius Tony, and maybe that's true, but football is football. Everybody can get hurt. And so if you set aside injury, give me a guy that draws targets at the level of Kadarius Tony does with the skill set that he has. Yeah. Like we saw Cortland Sutton last year, like even when Judy was out. he was useless you know in this offense maybe that changes this year but um i don't think it's i don't you know i don't think uh i'm too too worried about that but uh the etn swift are like definitely that type of a guy for me you get into that third fourth round there's not like a ton that i love and those guys just provide that rock solid floor and then the upside's really really big for both of those guys um, let's see here. I'm just going to click a couple of these tight ends in just because in, if, if something, uh, if we run out of time, man, I want to like McBride more. Trey. Yeah. We've talked about our concerns. Oh, with no, Arizona. No, no. I got one. Hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm jamming this. Um, okay. I'm forcing that only because we obviously want the third tight end and we were looking for the jet. And I really do like Tyler Conklin. If Aaron Rodgers ends up in, uh, with the Jets, he'll he'll be fine. Conklin was relatively fine, regardless. But it's kind of that. Let's use that last tight end to pair with Rogers, and you know, if Rogers lands there, obviously everyone gets a boost. But dude, the the super cheap late round tight end, you know, look what he did with Tunyon. Look what he did with you know mm-hmm. these these shitty guys. Yeah, no, I like it. Um, interesting name you have starred right now. Oh yeah, is is Zamir White. 
Um, I like it because if they find a way to move on from Josh Jacobs, uh, we saw him start to play a little bit more later in the season. Yep. He was actually uh, getting on the field. Yep. This 18th round ADP can jump up, you know, to a seventh, sixth round ADP very, very quickly. So I'm, I'm all in on this as a mayor. Do you like him over these other backs that I put here in the queue? Yeah. Just cause I think the opportunity for him is easier to get to. Well, and we'll know in like a month, right? Yeah. Yeah. He could, I, I think that this is a pretty low probability outcome, but he, we could go into the summer and he's the starting running back for the, yeah. for the Raiders. These other guys I like, mm-hmm. I, I like quite a bit. I draft, I draft these guys. Uh, we'll talk about a couple of them in particular in a second, but they don't have that in there. I mean, a band who knows he's a rookie technically, I guess that's there, but you know, these other guys, any of any of the guys that we would draft back here, that's not in the range to literally be the starter heading into week one. Whereas yeah. it's low, it's, it's, you know, 10%, 20, I don't know, something like that for Zamir, but it's in the range. But it's not 1%, which is yeah, like exactly. what Jerome Ford to start for the Cleveland Browns. As Chubb has like to a, get hurt in the off season. Yeah. Yeah. And they have, to, and it has to be early. Like, it's just like, there's a lot of ways that have to break for Jerome Ford to be the guy. Pierre Strong, same way, right? Like it, it Ramondre definitely has to go down. Yeah. Um, not that we dislike but them this late. I but. really like those guys, though. They kind of are in the we talked about Penny earlier. Part of the reason why Penny doesn't like stand out necessarily to me is you can get Rashad Penny back here on different teams, right? The right. same thing that Rashad Penny is on the Seahawks is like, dude. I really don't understand why Jerome Ford goes back here. I guess people just kind of have forgotten about him, aren't excited for him or whatever, but Hunt and Dearness are gone. They spent a reasonably premium draft pick on Jerome Ford. Mm-hmm. He is, for all intents and purposes right now, Nick Chubb's backup and handcuff. And Nick Chubb never plays all the snaps. Right. Never does. So never. he probably is getting tw- 20% of the work or something like that. Yep. You know, so so that's not that's not anything special, but who you could get a touch, you know, you could get some usable weeks out of that. And then the contingent value is like some of the best in the NFL for Jerome Ford. And he goes uh-huh. 239th overall, but we pay, you know, a premium for Rashad Penny. So it's kind of one of those where I don't mind the pennies of the world. It's just I can get a lot of the same thing from back here in the draft. Yeah, and then with the 20 rounds for the big board, it makes our last two picks pretty interesting because we've punted tight ends so much that I sometimes don't hate taking a fourth tight end real Mm -hmm. late Mm -hmm. on these builds, uh, especially when I feel so comfortable at running back and wide receiver. There's no core. I I don't even have to look at the board. We can look at it. I don't think there's a quarterback I'd want to take for a fourth quarterback ever. But tight end, definitely. No, Richardson's uh, gone. Levis is gone. It would only be bad. There's only backups really left. There. Yeah. I mean, we're seeing Garoppolo go in the 19th round, which I just. <laughs> LOL. Oh, Ritter is. I think Ritter might still be available, which might as well be a backup. Um, yeah. Um, I don't hate Ritter as like a third. Like if you're grabbing no, like, yeah. like a late, late, late third. But um, I'm just going to cue some rookies here. Oh, I don't mind grabbing Ford now after we talk, talked let's about do, him. Let's, let's do Ford, six. Because uh, the other thing that you mentioned, you're referencing it in, in terms of tight end, but just something in general, for sure in 20 rounds. 
but just in general, I'm trying to make sure I do this year, which we talked about about it last year a lot. That two years ago, it was like I got to draft two five nine two, right? My zero mm-hmm. running back team's got to be this. My you know X running back team's got to be this. Yeah. And like, let's just draft the good players. Like, you know, let's just draft who 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 do you like back here that has the most upside, right? If it's a tight end, right? If the tight end fits the best, take the tight end. If it's a running back. Oh, you have seven running backs already. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. So I, I really like Tillman. Um, there aren't really tight ends back here that I particularly like. Let's want to handcuff, handcuff our Broncos. Like, do you like Hollins when we have the? He's a free agent. If Is he, he comes agent? back, if he comes back, I like him. I was gonna say Perry or Tillman are my two favorite guys back here. Yeah, which are, I mean, I don't care to be honest with you. It's yeah. We're dart throwing. But to your point that you were just making with the tight end thing, last year, other than Kelsey, it was tight end roulette every week, right? Like trying to build just, you know, DFS is different. But like when you're trying to build DFS teams last week, last year, you're just like, if I'm not taking Kelsey, I'm just throwing a dart. And <laughs> and some of this does spill over to best ball. And it's like, well, why don't we just throw four darts at the board and see what sticks every week sometimes, especially with 20 rounds. Yeah, so DraftKings this year especially you know big board drafts with 20 rounds yeah i don't hate taking a fourth tight end if it makes sense if you're just like dart throwing and you're just hoping to get a reasonable score every week it's it's fine you know because the position's so bad anyways it's just a and really really bad position it's so it's so 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 bad and particularly early in these these early draft big boards and such mm-hmm. like we know so little about the young guys that it can, it, you can just take, it, you can definitely, of course, mix in the young guys, but there's so much uncertainty around the, right. Uh, I, I'm literally hovering over this Luke Musgrave, <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like, you can tell yourself a story where he's like a, a good late round guy, but like, even when they get on the field, like Daniel Bellinger got on the field and was playing every snap. Like he still didn't help you for shit. You know, there's just even more uncertainty around the late round tight ends than these other positions. And there's tons of uncertainty around the other positions. And so yeah, if you want to throw that extra dart on that guy, instead of Cedric Tillman, by, by, by all means, I, I really don't think that we have to be rigid at all. Which reminded me, uh, I think it was Vadim that brought up the one question I wanted to touch on before we wrap. Are you more or less likely, because we did not go zero running back, in this right. draft, but he says, are you more or less likely to go zero RB now compared to August when the contingencies are more clear? This is a very good question, especially when you can get Brees, Chubb, Ramondre, Jacobs, etc. in the third. So I will say through my drafts thus far, I have, I have not been more uh, actions speak louder than words. I have not been more willing to go zero running back. I think it's a couple of different things. There are those ranges, like that swift spot, right? The, the third, fourth, fifth rounds. I kind of hate all the wide receivers that go there, and the, the the elite quarterbacks are gone. There's, you know, Kyle Pitts is a sixth round pick, so there's not really. It's just a weird range of the draft, which ends up being swift and those guys for me, Dobbins, like you mentioned. So yeah. it's a little bit of nuance that way, but I I I think to sort of shortcut the the question. I prefer when the contingencies are more clear, but I with the 20 rounds, I think that offsets it a little bit because you can load up at the other positions 
and then just take like eight running back flyers. You're going to miss, but you have more picks available. You have two extra picks that you could just dedicate to those running backs. Like you could take nine running backs mm-hmm. on a, on a zero running back team in this 20 round, knowing that you're going to miss, but you just have so much more opportunity and the hits in this, in this uh, tournament can be bigger because we just really don't know about any of these late round running backs, right? Like, whatever we're, we're talking about a banacanda israel abanacanda earlier like i don't know he could be a starting running back for the chiefs in a few months for all for all i know like yeah. you know there's the those guys are going to be the ones that move the most in adp because landing spot and every in draft capital and everything is so important for the running back so um i'm kind of hedging a little bit on your question but i think generally it's a little better later because of what you said the contingencies and everything are so much more clear but now I think you can do it effectively just understanding what you're getting, kind of what you're getting yourself into in terms of just how much more uncertainty is and how to offset that. Yeah. And the drafting is like such a great point because there are going to be some of these rookie running backs that go to spots where it's going to push them up the board like crazy. And we see it every year. We're going to look at guys that were drafting in the like sixth, seventh round and be like, why were we drafting them so early? (laughs) Now they're 13th, 14th round picks. Look at um, Daryl Henderson last year. Yeah. Right. Like we were all about like Daryl Henderson. We're like, he's so undervalued and he's not even in the league right now. Like (laughs) he's not even in the league. Like by the end of the year, he wasn't in the league. He couldn't stay with the Jaguars. Two years ago. Two years ago, he was the hottest button player and because Cam Akers, right, tears his yep. Achilles in the offseason. We're all figuring out, like, oh, my God, Henderson is the best pick in fantasy. How high can we take him? Yeah. Fast forward a year and a half, and the dude is not even in the NFL. Right, and, it's, and he'll catch on with, like, a practice squad player, but, like, it just shows you how quickly things can change. And once this free agency period hits, once this draft period hits, it's – so yeah, we're we're hedging our bets by saying this a little bit, but I mean, we all know there's a lot of uncertainty right now. It's February. So yeah, <laughs> if you pick properly, you can this is the best time to do zero RB theoretically. But it's also the best time to almost do any strategy. Yeah. Because of uncertainty. So other than like maybe your hero quarterback stuff, like every other strategy you if you're picking it properly, it's going to be the best time to do it because the values are never going to be better. Yep. Yeah. And you're going to have misses, but as long as you embrace that with a strategy, right, the strategy Mm -hmm. masks the fact or embraces the fact that you're going to miss, right? The point of zero running back is not that I'm going to get all these stud wide receivers and quarterbacks and tight ends. And then I'm going to hit the seven best running back picks, you know, all the way down the stretch. It's like, no, you're you're probably going to miss some of them. So I need a lot of them. And and in these tournaments, I have 20 rounds at my disposal. Yeah. So you have even more ammunition to it's right uh, if you want to load up on a we kind of went running back heavy ish early, you want to load up even a little bit more than we did and stop at four or five running backs and load up on 11, 12 whatever wide receivers. Go for it by all yeah. means. But the, you know, then the opposite is true with zero running back. I think it's just a good time to embrace that chaos and just hope, right? When you when you shake the magic eight ball and it turns over, it's like, yep, you hit, right? You you hit on those couple guys that you needed in these in these drafts. And um, you just gotta hope hope that that works out. But you can give yourself a better chance at doing that by you know these structural things. 
And you're going to see these preseason heroes and Jerome Ford might be like the perfect example of this this year where they're not going to play Nick Chubb in the preseason hardly at all if they play him. So Jerome Ford's going to get some work just to see what they have. This guy might be the best running back during the preseason. He gets pushed up 10 rounds and then he gets 20% of the snaps every game and does dick for you. Right. Yeah, like, right, right. So it, it's just it's the time to do it because of what you can do or Jerome Ford could go out there and Chubb can get hurt. And he just proves that he's an absolute top 10 stud. It, it, unlikely, but that outcomes there. And, mm-hmm. but now you can get him in the 18th, 19th round and you're going to look back. And you're like, Holy shit. I got Jerome Ford. And then Kareem Hunt, Kareem Hunt was going in the sixth round for, yeah. for the last multiple years or whatever. Now that I'm not saying Jerome Ford is, is Kareem Hunt, of course, but like the potential for who the new Kareem Hunt is, is barely drafted. If, if not drafted, he's probably not even drafted in every draft. You know what I mean? So those are the kind of situations I think we should embrace Pierre strong, or if you prefer Kevin Harris, I prefer Pierre strong, mm-hmm. but right. Like Damian Harris is gone. Yeah. And Ramondre Ramondre is going to, take most of the work but it's not really their thing they like to do is give every single snap to one of those guys so somebody's got to fill in and do something and i think it's probably pierre strong and he has the the most upside but like those are just a couple of names and there's tons of those guys out there for you in these drafts yeah and it's just whoever you value this is the time to get them basically hammer the guys you like is the way i would put it so thank you for joining us this was a ton of fun We're, we're 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 back on the train or we're, or we've fallen off the wagon, I guess now getting back into these drafts. Um, but from here, moving forward, the plan until after the NFL draft, which will be, you know, kind of when NFL best ball season really kicks off um, from now until then the live streams will be Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, generally um, in the afternoon, a little bit after this, but uh, Rob was off work today. So we got to do it a little bit early. Generally, you know, late afternoon, early evening, depending on what time zone you're in. And we'll mix in periodically some other stuff, some recorded streams, some recorded videos, those kinds of things. But Tuesday, Wednesdays and Thursdays will be our live streams moving forward. And then we'll probably pick up the volume after the NFL draft when, you know, best ball mania is out and draft. You know, you guys know you've done this sicko shit for years now. The, the the draft stuff is is crazy once actual best ball season kicks off. But this was kind of the official kickoff of what is to be tons and tons and tons of fantasy football and fantasy baseball. And there's some best ball golf. There's everything going on uh, on underdog drafters. Uh, hopefully DraftKings. We'll see. But this was kind of the uh, we, we just get back into the drafting streets, getting into the streaming some drafts and uh, uh, get some offline drafts too. We're gonna yep. hit some offline drafts so that they're a little more condensed. We did like one or two last year. You're gonna see a lot more of those this year. Was a, a good question from No, it's uh, not, Jake. Josh. Please, please, you, you don't want the superflex. <laughs> it's just it's February. <laughs> well, you it's gonna come. I know it's gonna it's come. Coming. Yeah, that's gonna be um, an interesting one. Too just with the quarterbacks already get pushed up in superflex. Like, what is we gonna happen in crazy. those? We thought it was crazy last year that after the first day or so, the whole first round was quarterbacks in superflex. The whole second round is quarterbacks in regular, <laughs> yeah, in regular drafts right now. What the fuck is superflex gonna look like? Like, it, Sam Howell's gonna go in the second round, yeah, it's gonna be crazy. So, let's get our bearings on the regular big board first. And yeah, then Jesus we'll, Christ, we'll get over to that one afterwards. Uh, 
I don't even know who's all a free agent and everything right now. I could not be, I could not be doing super flex drafts, but for Rob and for myself and for all of our dogs and for you guys, we will see you guys uh, tomorrow, tomorrow and Thursday.